0: What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantsizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC on screen. We have Booze and Phasers, a show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. Hi. This is Peter David, and you're listening to The Blazing Defender Report, because you probably have no life. <laughs> <laughs> and now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Joy, hey. And welcome, everyone, to another special... Spectacular episode of the blazing defender report number 48 your 2017 podcast award nominated comic book review show What the fuck are you serious? Yes, it! if you're watching this for the first time or listening on iTunes for the first time I am a nominated 2017 podcasting awards uh, in the entertainment section. I know I fucking can't believe it either uh, but, shit, must have been a really sorry year for podcasts. But no, really, guys, we've got a great show. I've got a great show for you. I'm your host, Travis Jones, a.k.a. The Blazing Defender. What the hell is a Blazing Defender report? I'm going to show you. Actually, I'm going to show you because these sweet bitches just came in. Yeah, motherfuckers. How dope is that shit? This is the black one. This is the front of the shirt. Of course, this is the back. Uh, I love the logo. These are the gray ones. They, they turned out really, really nice. The Blazing Defender Report Podcast is a little venture that a injured firefighter came up with while he was off injured uh, and could not work, could not perform his duties at work. Uh, he was bored out of his mind, and he told his wife that he wanted to get into podcasting. And she said, well, what the fuck are you going to talk about? And I said, you know what? I'm going to talk about something that I love because the content dictates how your show is going to be. And I, what I thought, what do I love? Well, besides my wife and my dog, what do I love besides my job? I love comic books. I love comic book movies. I love comic book toys. I love all that shit. So that's what my show is going to be about. And what I do is I buy comic books every week. I come back here and I don't just tell you what I liked. I, I tried to drop the good parts of every book to, to make you want to go out to your local comic shop and see for yourself. Like you may hear me talk about like um, the astonishing X-Men this week or this show and go, man, I love the X-Men cartoon when I was a kid. That sounds like a really cool comic book. I'm going to go check it out. That's my whole goal. And the best thing that I can hear from a father or a dad is when they tell me that, because of my show, him and their son, his son or daughter, doesn't make any difference, went to a comic book shop for the first time. They had a great time. It was a bonding experience, and uh, they're addicted, both of them. Uh, the movies have really helped push push that in the direction. Guys at the firehouse were coming up to me all the time wanting to know Uh, When they went to the movies, why this guy did this or what was the character like in the comic books, they want to know about the original source material. The best place to go is your local comic book shop. If you've got one around, just stop in, man. Just go check it out. If you have any kind of fascination with this kind of stuff, you're really gonna dig it. You don't even have to fucking buy anything, man. Just hang out. Trust me, a guy working at a comic book shop, he's just glad to have somebody in there to talk to. So go check it out. But that's what the Blazing Defender show's about. But now today on my show, I have a very, very special show, post Dragon Con show. On the day show, I'm going to tell you about my trip to Dragon Con, not last weekend, the weekend before last. Man, it was fantastic. Uh, I'll tell you about my interview with Peter David. There's some behind-the-scenes stuff that I've been dying to tell people about the Peter David interview. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. I'm going to talk about my interviews with Harley Quinn and Aquaman. That were some impromptu drunken bar interviews that turned out to be Fucking gold, in my opinion. I think they're awesome. So you're gonna dig that. I told you about the shirts being in. Uh, if you want a shirt, the original 25 shirts have already sold out. Uh, I still have some to ship. Um, if you're interested, send me an email or an IM on Facebook uh, through the face, uh, the uh, Blazing Defender Report Facebook page, and I, I will uh, I will definitely get you in on the next order. Hats uh, to be determined. Uh, we're going to see what the hats look like. I've got that, that sweet logo with the skull and microphone. Uh, they're trying to find a way to embroider it on a hat. And I'll have something like this, the hat I'm wearing now, on the back of the hat. Um, so we're going to see. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But if you're interested in a hat, let me know. I'll get kind of a uh, pre-order, pre-order list going on. But boys at Collector Zone know all about that. And speaking of Collector Zone... Very, very proud partner with the Blazing Defender Report. As you can see, they are your one-stop shop for all your collectible needs. These guys go out of their way to make their customers happy. And that's what I love about them so much. And actually, oh man, where's it at? I I find, oh, here it is. Hold on. This is the pop that started it all, people. This, this Lord shocks. I'm a huge Destiny player. This is the Lord Shaq's Pop that I purchased from Collector's Own on their eBay store. And one of the owners reached out to me and was like, hey, man, do you like all Funko Pops or do you just like Destiny Pops? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of into the genre. You know, love Destiny stuff, love comic book stuff. One thing led to another. I was actually at the chiropractor's office. He and I were going back and forth and messaging. And uh, somehow podcasts came up. He said they had a couple podcasts. I was like, oh, really? I'm kind of a podcaster myself. And one thing led to another, and it's, it's become a great partnership with Collector's Own. Um, guys, I'm telling you, they're all about customer service. You should have seen, oh, these are these just came the other day. I'm not only a partner, I'm a, I'm a consumer. I'm a customer, too, goddammit. All right, these came the other day, Thor, Ragnarok, where he's holding the gun, all right, really cool. Bearded Thor. There ain't nothing fucking cooler than bearded Thor, bitches. I'm telling you. Well, maybe. Maybe one thing cooler, and that's a fucking gladiator Hulk. Look at that fucking hammer in his hand. What the? What kind of damage could he do with a fucking hammer? But Yeah, very, very cool stuff. You should have seen how these things came packaged. I was very impressed. Uh, wrapped up in paper and, and just wrapped really nice, so they're going to be protected when they come to you. Please check them out, CollectorZone.com and Collector Cantina on Facebook. Uh, that's kind of like a place for collectors. Like, if you're looking for something hard to find, go there. These people are going to help you find it. CollectorZone's going to search and find it. And let me tell you, if you're into Game of Thrones, oh, my God. If somebody wants to make me happy... Go and get me, you know, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to ask you to do that. I'm just going to tell you that there is a Night King riding an Ice Dragon pop that is so fucking dope. I love that thing. I was actually on their website today and I was like, oh my God, they still have some of these? It's, I mean, this thing is dope as shit. Please go to collectorzone.com. Check that out. They have a bunch of pre-orders The NFL, the uh, Major League Baseball Pops, they're all out. Uh, So go check them out, man. You're going to love it. And if you do, if you do decide to check out Collector's Own, hit me up. Hit your boy, the Blazing Defender, up. I'm going to shoot you a code to save you 15% off your total order. Not just one item. Not just some bullshit 10% tax that no one gives a shit about. 15% 15% off your fucking total order, man. I've already had some guys from the firehouse do it. Uh, they're they're really happy with the, with the, how things turned out. So please hit me up. Let me save you some money, man. You got to pinch your fucking pennies, man. Shit's rough all around. So please do that. Uh, another sponsor I want to give a big shout-out to is Black Rifle Coffee. All right? Veterans10, I still believe, is the coupon code right now. Get you 10% off. Uh, I do Black Rifle site. If you have not joined their coffee club yet, join their coffee club and you're going to get a bunch of discounts at other sites. Uh, There's a lot to list. Go to the website. It's all on there. Uh, Black Rifle, small veteran owned company. They make fantastic coffee. Um, So please, please, please check them out. Uh, Their goal is to hire 10,000 veterans. Uh, that's a goal I can definitely fucking get behind, man. So please check that out. Um, and and I want to say that I'm also a proud, proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. This is your heroin den for fucking nerds, man. If you like this show, or maybe you don't like this show, go check them out. Pokemon Go, Botched, a D&D podcast, Breaking the Panel. All these shows deal with the same genre-specific stuff, but at a different angle. Breaking the Panel, they elevate the conversation. That's my joke. Blazing Defender, I devolve the conversation. So if you're looking for something a little more intellectual, go to Breaking the Panel. Every once in a while, they slum it and let me on the show. Uh, I have a lot of fun with those shows. Uh, But please check those out. Botched, another 2017 Podcast Award nominee. Breaking the Panel, another nominee. Pokemon Go, another nominee. Dude, what the fuck, dude? Get, get on the motherfucking train, all right? I ain't seen where the Patriots are nothing, but we're getting shit done over here. Uh, how about that loss they took last weekend? Holy shit. But anyway, uh, this is an NFL show. Uh, we could make it that way, though. Um, also, I want to say that I had a fucking wonderful time. I'm going to get more into that, but I had a wonderful time meeting you guys, man i uh, been working with you guys for a little over a year now. It was really, really great to finally meet you face-to-face and shake your fucking hands and, and laugh with you and have a couple beers with you. It was really a great time, but we're going to get more into that. And last disclaimer, guys, I am a motherfucking hardcore NC-17 rating. Mature audiences, you got to be like ultra immature for this show. Uh, but I do try to no I don't fucking I'm not even gonna say I do because I can't it would just be a waste of time and I'm not doing it so again podcasting is fun for me so I talk like I want to fucking talk man so sorry your kid can't watch it but you know you can listen to me and then you can go back and tell your kid and you know he'll think you're a fucking genius so very very cool stuff on the show today um I'm fucking excited man I really am all right Dragon Con what is Dragon Con It's a huge, huge comic book convention, okay? It's based in Atlanta. It's always been in Atlanta. It is uh, four hotels, the Hyatt, the Hilton, the Sheraton, and, uh, oh, God, a market, shit, shit. Another one, another hotel. It's not really a hotel. It's like a mall, and it's it's like a convention center. America's market. America's market. Dude. It is, it's huge. You walk like fucking cattle everywhere. I mean, until like late at night. And I'm going to tell you right now, Saturday, this this is the scene of me coming out of that fucking place Saturday night. Got in Friday, had my show Saturday. I left Sunday, but I still went back to the convention. Saturday night, when I was trying to leave, it was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. I'm trying to leave the Hilton. No, I'm sorry. The Hyatt. The Hyatt, because we were in the basement of the Hyatt. I'm walking out. And the lobby that this is the only way I know to get out of this fucking place, right? If it, it's like the scene of Matrix Revolutions, like if you've seen that movie where everybody's in the fucking cave and they're fucking taking their shirts off and shit, and I, I don't know, if people were fucking, they may have been fucking, I like to think they were fucking, but like they're sweaty and they're all dirty. And think of that with everybody dressed up as a fucking cosplayer. And I don't mean, like, a Halloween outfit. I mean, like, motherfucking war machine walking, you know, motherfuckers dancing. (laughs) He's got his big Gatling gun up on show. Motherfuckers dancing around. I mean, uh, this bitch was like, I don't know if she was Elvira or some kind of vampire queen, but she had, like, this huge skeleton cape, and she's dancing. Her titties are all bounced. I'm going to tell you, man, it was a good fucking time. But I was wore the fuck out, yo. I was wore out. Uh, my, I, I had caffeined myself to death with Black Rifle and Monster. And for my interview with Peter David, I wanted to be jacked up and, and be focused. So my adrenal gland had basically oozed out of my fucking ear or blew out of my nose or some shit. So I was fucking done. I wanted some whiskey. I want some bourbon. I uh, wanted to get something to eat, and I wanted to get the fuck out of there. So, like, I said, fuck it. You know, again, I'm 240 pounds, so I don't, I don't, I don't fit anywhere, especially in a fucking jam packed lobby with 400 motherfuckers and cosplay jamming. Oh, and uh, your boy Luke Skywalker, black Luke Skywalker, which was awesome. He's up on the fucking wheels of steel, fucking getting the party started. It was awesome. It really was. I wish I'd felt better. I'd have stayed. But it got started earlier that day. So anyway, so I get my backpack on, right, with all my shit in it. I get my backpack on, and so I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing the white dude dance through the fucking crowd, you know, trying to, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry, watch your gatling gun. Oh, my God, there's your titties. And I get the fuck out of there. I couldn't hit the lift button fast enough to get me back. I was staying in Atlantic Station, which was a really nice place to stay if you've never been to Atlanta. Uh, So, yeah, so I got the fuck out there, man. But, okay, that was Saturday night, and I don't even know what got me on that story. Friday, when I get there, uh, you know, I went to, I wanted to see some of the convention, and, and all these hotels, guys, they're four to five floors. Every floor is something. So I wanted to go to Artist Alley. I wanted to try to talk to Peter David before the show. Didn't get a chance to. Uh, so I, I want to go meet the giant-sized team-up guys. Charles McFall, Mike Woodard, my great producer, Chris Wisdom. Paul Klotz, all these guys that I've been working with uh, for over a year and a half. I mean, you talk to them on the phone, and you send texts, and you're in group messages all the fucking time, and you don't even know these motherfuckers. It's weird. It's the fucking age that we live in. Um, I get it. It's still fucking weird to me. I'm a a, a hugger. I'm a pound handshaker. Uh, I'm a physical dude. So, I, want, I wanted to have physical contact with people. So, uh, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous. So, I went to the bar uh, at the Hilton, I believe, yeah. So, I knew we were in the basement, still didn't know where the fuck I was going. So, I go to the bar, spot at the bar, I'm like, great, sit down, start having a couple drinks. Uh, Wild Turkey 101, for anybody that likes bourbon, Wild Turkey 101 is a great, really uh, reasonably priced uh, bourbon, Kentucky bourbon. Packs a punch, but it's really smooth going down. Had a couple of those. So I'm getting kind of buzzed out, which was cool, which was cool. So who sits beside me but the fucking king of the seven seas? Arthur fucking Curry, the Aquaman. And I was like, holy shit, dude look great. He's got that short blonde hair and the Trident. Well, who's beside him but a fucking ultra hot Harley Quinn? And I mean, dude, let me tell you. For you people that have never been to a comic book convention before, you cannot swing a dead cat without hitting fucking 20 Harley Quinns. Now, two of them out of ten are really going to pull it off, and you're going to be like, yeah, that's fucking hot. The other eight, you're not going to say that about. You're going to commend their courage for, for, for coming as their favorite character, and which is what you fucking should do. So, this Harley Quinn was uh, maybe on my top five all-time of Harley Quinn's. You can check her out on on the Facebook uh, live edition of Dragon Con, which is on the Blazing Defender Report Facebook page. Go check it out. Um, The audio was as good as I could make it um, for it being a loud bar. So anyway, uh, I'm having some drinks or having some drinks, so I just said, fuck it, you know, I'm going to ask them. So I asked Rick, uh, Arthur Curry, if they would like to be on a podcast, So I showed them I was legit, not some pervert. Uh, I had cards and all that shit, had my gear in my bag, and they were like, "Yeah, we'd love to." They never hesitated. They never hesitated. So I said, "I'll ask you some questions as 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 Aquaman, as Harley, and then we'll ask some personal stuff." And uh, man, uh, you've got to check these interviews out. Rick's was great. He re- he he was worried about going to a dark place. I said, "No, nah, brother, this." This is my show. I'm about real people and real shit, and uh, he has a fantastic story about how he got in the cosplay. Please check that out. Uh, it was it involved his son. I was very touched, very moved by his story. Harley was fantastic. She was a burlesque dancer from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, she does a Harley Quinn character at the show. And she really got into the character of Harley Quinn. I'm not gonna say it made me uncomfortable because I was drinking, but uh, she was very good and ve- very, um, very Harley-ish, if I if I can say that. But go check those videos out. Uh, they will be on the iTunes version as well. I've got that um, in my in my uh, audio recorder. That I'm gonna give the mic, and he's gonna put together a whole show. All right. Now the big reason. Oh well, then I went downstairs, met the giant size team-up guys. It was fantastic. It was like, it was like, wasn't awkward or weird at all. Everybody was glad to see everybody. Uh, I had shirts for the guys. Uh, it was just, it was just a great moment. Uh, I finally felt like a, a part of something. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. So, <clears throat> so then Saturday, um, I had my interview with Peter David. Now this is the kind of shit that I was want to talk about. God, I'm already right at 20 minutes. All right. Okay. Peter David. For those of you who don't know, he's a Marvel comics writer. He also wrote for DC, wrote Aquaman for DC. He wrote The Incredible Hulk for 12 years. 12 years fucking straight, man. That's a long run in comic books. Um, so, he, he did that. He's wrote numerous Star Trek um, uh, novels. I was getting ready to say movies. That has not been announced yet, but he did announce it at Dragon Con that he is doing the screenplay for the new Star Trek movie. Uh, I was really wanting him to drop it on my show, but he wouldn't. And I understand. It's cool. He don't want to get in trouble, uh, especially for my show, especially. So, anyway, um, I, I got him. I, you know, Charles Charles McFall, the, the, the creator of our network, he basically... Got Peter David on my show. And I was like, holy shit, awesome, awesome. So I've I've, I've I've created this whole show. I've done a bunch of research. I've got these questions. I don't know if Peter David's going to show up or not. Charles told me, hey, man, sometimes these people show up, sometimes they don't. Well, fuck me. Okay, uh, this is the one time I get this kind of coverage at Dragon Con. And I don't know what kind of show I'm going to have. So I had two shows in my notes. I had a Peter David show, and I had a fucking Blazing Defender Report 47. Fuck it. So, we're going to talk about comic books. Hey, you guys are here for comic books. I'm here for comic books. We'll just have a conversation. I don't give a shit. So, with, you know, I'm, and I'm getting nervous. And like I said, I'm all jacked up on fucking caffeine and shit. So, I'm nervous. One of the sound guys comes over and says, Hey, man, we just spoke to Peter David's wife. He's on his way. Uh, but he was coming all the way from from uh, Artist Alley. And it's just taking him a minute to get here. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's all right with me. He can take as long as he wants, as long as he shows up. I'm happy. I'm I'm cool with it. So, all right, cool, right? Peter Davis going to fucking be here. So I'm, and now I'm getting amped up again, all right? Letting my, I'm letting my adrenal gland fucking get jacked up again. So five, ten minutes later, I see his wife. And they're like, hey, that's his wife. So I run over to greet her and everything. Thank her for both of them coming on the show. Told her who I was. Well, I look at the escalator. The is right there by where we were we were podcasting at. Here he comes down the escalator. Peter David is not an in-shape guy. To say he's portly is a compliment. Hey, he each his own. I don't give a shit. I'm just describing the situation, okay? And here's why. He's red-faced. It ain't even like a red. It's like a purplish red. Not a good red for a big guy. Okay? Sweating. It's hot. It's fucking Atlanta. hot Atlanta. Right? He looks at his wife and goes, That's it. We ain't fucking doing this convention anymore. It's too goddamn big. It takes too fucking long to get places. (laughs) So, here I am going, Fuck me. Fuck me. It's like, I went from, God, is he going to show up? Hey, he's going to show up. Fuck, he's here. Right? So, I didn't know what to fucking do, man. So, I'm like, oh, Mr. David, hey, I'm really glad you're here. I'm the host of the show. I'm Travis Jones. Let me get you some water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some water. That'd be nice. I'm Like, okay. New Yorker. All right? So, if, it, if, it, if that helps create this image or this moment any better, he's a New Yorker. So, anyway... I get Getting some water, and I'm like, Mister David, please take as long as you need. No, 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 no. Let, let's 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 start on time. Let's start on time. Okay, let's start on time. So then he's very like uh, he's wanting to know how long, how long, how long. And Charles McFall comes over behind the sound booth. And goes sixty minutes, and he goes, Okay, sixty minutes. Yep, yep. yep that's good. That's good. Let's, let's all right. Let's when, when are w'e getting started. Uh, so now, now as as look, you're Peter David. You're fantastic. Thank you. This is my show. You're not going to fucking dictate. You're not going to fuck with my show. All right. So I had to tell him, Mr. David, we're going to start here in a minute. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through. I have an intro. I have an opening. I've got some people I need to thank. I'm going to thank my sponsors. I'm going to thank the GSTU. I'm going to tell people what my show's about because I got a room full of people here that don't know who the fuck I am. You're great, but you're not taking this moment away from me. He was cool, or so he seemed, all right? So <clears throat> as I, I open the show, I have some rapid-fire questions, and I told him. I've, I got some rapid-fire questions we're going to start with. Like, any good exercise, you got to loosen up. You got to get the head right. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean, rapid-fire? What? Pretty fucking simple, isn't it? Rapid-fire, goddammit. Like, don't be taking a lot of fucking time. I think I said that. Don't be taking a lot of fucking time. Just first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, okay. Well, it took him a couple questions to get the hang of it. If you watched the interview, you know. But I think that was the moment after the rapid fire was done. I think he was evaluating me. I think he was evaluating my style. I think he was evaluating the show, the room, and trying to see what he was supposed to – what was expected of him. And uh, and that moment, uh, some of the guys in the network that were watching said, I seen a switch flip in his head and he was great if you if you haven't watched the interview please watch it it's on it's on the blazing defender report site it's a pinned video it should be the first one on that line of videos peter david was great he was fantastic i basically had did the research and was hoping he did exactly what i wanted him to and he did i led him into these stories these are the stories that i wanted him to tell for you all and I just, I just kind of let him there. Uh, and I did, it didn't take much because he's a talker and he wants to talk. And uh, there were some very troubling times at Marvel. And he tells you about that. He was fired off Spider-Man. He tells you about that. I asked him about the safety that he gave Betty Ross, Bruce Banner's girlfriend, while he was on the run. He kind of bobbled it a little bit because I don't think he knew what I wanted him to talk about. And, and I didn't know if he would talk about it because it dealt with his divorce. Uh, during that run on the Hulk, he was divorced. And he had promised his wife at the time that he would give Betty Ross safety. And I knew that because I'd read his blog. So I wanted him to talk about when he decided to take safety away from little Betty Ross and actually kill her in the comic books, which led him down the path of getting fired off the Hulk. It's a great story. He does it uh, uh, awesome. He does it really uh, a good good service because uh, he tells you all the in and outs and all the particulars. Some of the stuff that I didn't even know about what led to all that. Great interview. It's already it's reached over three thousand people. It's already has a hundred and or no, I'm sorry. Uh, 1,700 views on Facebook, which if you know anything about Facebook analytics, that's huge. Um, You know, if you're a non-celebrity and you get 500 views, you've done really good. So, uh, thank you for everybody that watched it and shared it. If you haven't watched it, please view it. It's a really, really good, really good interview. Uh, And not because of me, but because of Peter David. So, he was fantastic. So, that was a lot of fun. Um, I You can't even imagine the people that I met, the experiences that I had, some of the artists that I talked to. We cross-promoted with some other podcasts. Well, we're talking about cross-promoting with some other podcasts. The Preacher Podcast, uh, that's what it's called, The Preacher Podcast, if you like to show The Preacher. Those guys were really good, and I thought that was a really, really good show. Uh, And I want to give a shout-out to my boys, Botched. I couldn't be there Sunday night for their panel, their show, But it blew the fuck up. They had to turn people away from the auditorium, and it was just uh, from it was just a fantastic show. You can watch it on the DragonCon site. It's so good. I'm so proud of those guys. They're awesome, Dennis, uh, which I actually met last weekend or two weekends ago. He's awesome. Uh, Phil, which I have a lot of correspondence with, I'm sorry I got to miss you Phil on Sunday, but your show kicked ass man, Uh, I would love to have been there instead of watching it on the the computer screen but it was such a great show, so kudos to Botch, great time at Dragon Con, if you haven't fucking figured that out yet, it was awesome now what we always do on the Blazing Defender Report, while we're fucking here, comic books I've got reviews for shit that came out today, motherfuckers, because that's how I'm going to fucking roll. I don't give a shit if it's Wednesday and I review two fucking books, that's what I'm going to fucking do from now on, because we're going to get new shit, and we're going to get new shit out there to you, but what I will talk about is the books that came out last week, because some of them deserve mention, and I don't want to do them any injustice, so I'm going to go through them really, really fast, all right? Oh, because it was such a crazy week, I didn't even read this motherfucker right here. Alright, didn't even read it. X-Men number three. uh, I'm loving this. I'm sorry, Astonishing X-Men number three. Charles Sowell, Ed McGinnis. I'm loving this shit. This is a fantastic book. The Shadow King. If you know anything about the X-Men, the Shadow King is back. And guess who else is back? Spoiler alert, Charles Xavier. Or is Charles Xavier back? Keep reading. This has been a fucking great series so far. If you're an X-Men fan, you need to pick this shit up. All right. For my Star Wars nerds, and I'm one of you, brother. Star Wars Captain Phasma, right? I thought she was a pretty fucking lame character in Force Awakens. But what the fuck do I know? This is, it says, Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi. Ah, what's that mean, you ask? This is basically... What happened during The Force Awakens for Captain Phasma? It has her parts in there, but as you know, if you watch the movie, she wasn't in it a lot. So where was she, and what happened, and what did she do? It's in here. This is an excellent, excellent jumping point. Uh, I don't know if this is a one-shot or this is going to be her book going forward, but this is an excellent, excellent book. Uh, I give it a 9 It was a really, really good first issue, really, really good contained story that let you know the particulars of The Force Awakens. So if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll see it. One of the best books on the shelves each month, Batman, The War of Jokes and Riddles. Okay? Now, Tom King has did an amazing job on this book. I do have issues with it. There's not a lot of Batman, and the Batman that there is, um, I just feel like Batman wouldn't act like this. You'd have to read it to know what I'm talking about. But what Tom King has done is he's taken a obscure character by the name of fucking Kite Man. Yes, Kite Man. It's not a racial. It's not. It's not a uh, anti-Semitic term. He likes fucking kites. Okay and has woven a story that is personal, it's hard-hitting, it's emotional, and you've still got all this war going on with Gotham between the Joker and the Riddler, with Batman kind of now taking a side. Yep, that's what I said. I'm not going to tell you whose side he takes. That happened last issue. But this is kind of the fallout from the the dinner party from hell, which was last issue. Okay, so Batman number 30, IGN gave it a 9.2, I ain't going that fucking far with it, but I will give it a solid 9, it's the Batman part that kind of gets under my skin a little bit, but the Kite Man stuff is a 10, Kite Man shit is a 10, so please check that out. All right, here's one you can fucking throw away, Kingsman, the Red Diamond, number one Uh, I loved the first Kingsman series that came out way before the movie did. Uh, Mark Millar did not do this. Rob Williams did. You can kind of tell. It really gives you a little bit of insight as far as the Kingsmen go and what happened after the movie. That's all it's worth. Uh, I give it a fucking six. Fantastic series. Iron Fist, number seven. This is Shang-Chi and Iron Fist. For all you motherfuckers that watch the Netflix series and go, Yeah, I wasn't so bad. Pick this up. This series by uh, Ed Bryson. This is fucking Iron Fist. This is the type of character that they should have made for the Netflix series. Uh, Shang-Chi is kind of a bit player in this. uh, But... There is a fight in here between Shang-Chi and Iron Fist and I'm always curious on like how how the top Marvel hand-to-hand experts rank. You find out in this one and it might surprise you. Iron Fist number 7. It's been a great great fucking series. Please check it out if you're an Iron Fist fan. This book 7 to Eternity is going to be on one of my best of 2017 list. Why Hard to fucking explain. A tremendous cast of original characters. Such an original story. The villain is as perplexing as he is terrifying. Is he the villain here? It's such great writing. Rick Remender, Jermaine O'Pena, back on the book, thank God. Because the last two issues, O'Pena was not on the book. The story was still great. But the art was so fucking terrible, I wanted to kick something. I wanted to commit violence on something that would not hit me back. Because I don't like getting hit back. But Seven to Eternity. If you're into uh, Dungeons and Dragons with a taste of sci-fi, this is it. Fantastic. Love it. Another book. I told you, man. Last week was a fucking dope-ass week. Darth Vader number five. Okay, now we found out that kyber crystals that um, power lightsabers are actually sentient. What does that mean, Blazing Defender? Well, I'm going to tell you. It means they're alive. They have a consciousness. They're alive. They're sentient. Why are Sith lightsabers red? They make them bleed. This is the story of how Vader... Got his lightsaber red. It's a great fucking story. I loved the first series of Darth Vader. I thought it was fantastic. That was the best thing Marvel had done that year. This Charles Soule is killing it on this. The one thing is the art. I just really hate the way this guy draws Vader. It's not, doesn't look like Vader, goddamn it! If, man, they had somebody dope on this, this would be like one of the best books uh, of the year. But, in a, in a heavy running already because of the mythos they're changing the mythos of the lightsaber right before us and they're doing it well charles soul's killing it all right a book that i don't talk a lot about on here oh fuck the walking dead fucking love this series it's been solid from the first fucking issue it really really has This issue is, the reason I'm bringing this issue up, and this is issue, where is it at? 171 is because it's the introduction of a new character. A character that I love already in one issue. Uh, She's, I forget her real name, it's something Sanchez, but she wants to be called the princess. And why? Because if she called herself the queen, she would sound like an old lady. This chick is crazy. Michonne is probably going to cut her fucking head off before this story is over. Because she's already rubbing Michonne the wrong way. But she's a pistol. She's a firecracker. She's kooky as shit. And we still don't know where she's at. Is she good? Is she bad? Is she neganish? Is she not? Well, we're going to find out. Robert Kirkman has introduced a great character here. Solid 8.5 on The Walking Dead. Uh, all right, and that was that's it for the books of last week. Um, good stuff, guys. I'm telling you, man, especially you Star Wars nerds, you've got to get to your comic book shop. For those of you that don't know that love Star Wars, the, the Star Wars comic books are canon. What does that mean, Blazing Defender? You use all these stupid words. Yes, you're right. Canon is what we call... Um, Okay, the universe, the Star Wars universe, like there's things that are canon and are not canon, okay? The Force Awakens changed a lot of what was canon and what wasn't. A lot of your, what they call extended universe, that means stories outside of the novels that were written, they are—they were considered canon. When the Force Awakens started, since they were rewriting a lot of this stuff, some of the novels stayed canon, some of it didn't. Sounds confusing, right? Alright, I'm going to get rid of all the confusion for you. Fuck the novels. Buy the comic books. You know why? Since Marvel took it over, since before The Force Awakens came out, they're all canon. So everything you see in these comic books could be one day... I heard it. Somebody said it. I heard it. In a movie. Yes. These kyber crystals. uh, the, The Jedi that... Fuck Vader's ass up in issue two, or no, three of this book. Yes. Who's that? I'm not telling you. He's a bad motherfucker, though. And if they ever bring him back, no one's dick's going to be harder than mine. Because this dude was badass. Bearded, kind of like a rogue, not a rogue, but like a SEAL Team 6 Jedi dude. dude. Dude was badass. Gave Vader all he wanted. how Vader win? He cheated. That's how Vader won, but that's how Vader would fucking win. Great, great, great series. All Star Wars books have been really, really good. Get on board now. All right, enough of that shit. God, i at 41 minutes. All right, comics that came out today. Today. Dark Knight's Metal. And you're going, oh my God, Blazing Defenders, that cover metal? It is. It is made out of Batmantium. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Is it Batman Team or Batman modium That sounds like something that you take when you got the shits. All right. No. Um, all right. Batman Dark Knight's Metal. Number two. That's number two. All right, guys. This is the deal. This is going to be one of the most expansive stories in, in, in the Batman storyline. Okay? It's taking, it's taking events that happened when Grant Morrison did Final Crisis The return of Bruce Wayne when Batman died and he came back. When him and the Joker fought to the death. It's taking the Court of Owls. All this stuff is coming full circle in this huge story. Now, should it be just a Batman story or should it be a Justice League story? It does center around Batman. So I see why they went this route. But Scott Snyder has done a fantastic job of... Trying to explain this crazy story of metal from, from the beginning of time and why it connects to Batman specifically. Um, and, and what we open when this in this comic book here, issue two, Batman has stolen a weapon in issue one and he's basically gave the Justice League the slip. It's a weapon that can destroy the entire entire creation. So the Justice League's like, oh my God, this motherfucker, you've got to stop. We can help you. Batman don't want no help. He feels like he's caused all this, and in a way he did, okay? But he doesn't want to involve the Justice League because he cares for him. So the Justice League chasing Batman is how this book opens. And you know what? It never gets old to me that Batman fucking... Bitch smacks the Justice League. Superman, Wonder Woman, the Flash. He has a great moment. Flash is trying to talk shit to Batman. Are you kidding me, Flash? You're a goof. And of course, Batman makes him look like a fucking fool. Uh, like he does all of them. And I tell you what, I really like. A lot of people don't know this because they they think because I love the Batman versus Superman movie so much. I love the dynamic between Batman and Superman. I absolutely fucking love it. They're brothers. And there's a moment here where Superman grabs Batman. Batman's like, fucking let me go. He goes, we're brothers, goddammit. Like, let me in. Let me in. I'm your fucking brother. I'm not just anybody. We're boys. And I love that about the Big Blue Boy Scout. I always have the Ed McGinnis, Jeff Loeb. I think Jeff Loeb's a terrible comic writer. But when they did Public Enemies, I know, not the cartoon, not the cartoon, the comic series. They did the Batman, Batman, Superman. The storyline was called Public Enemies. And it illustrated that so well, that Bond. Snyder kind of touches on it here. And I love it. I love this. Uh, it's it's very, very good. Um, let's see here. Uh, it gets a little crazy. But Snyder does a great job of balancing the story and the action, way better than he did in the first medal. First medal really gets bogged down with with stuff that happened in the past, and this we get answers, and that's all I've been wanting. Stop talking, uh, uh, crit- or uh, Carter, uh, Carter Hall, Hawkman is a guy that has been uh, studying this metal for centuries because he's immortal, right? So he's been studying this and he's got a journal and a lot of this has been through his eyes and you've kind of had it in first up. I don't want all that shit. A I, I little of it's fine to tell a story. I get it. Batman's finally getting answers. And the big thing here is Batman was wrong on something and Batman's kind of lost his confidence. So, and then there's a reveal of finally the Dark Knights. I felt like it was just a little underwhelming. Maybe it's because I'd seen the pictures before of the Dark Knights. But one of the Dark Knights has like a bunch of Robins that are all rabid like zombies. And they were eating motherfuckers. Dude. Dude. <laughs> It was pretty badass. It really was. Maybe it was better than I thought. But I was kind of like, oh, man, that's how they came in. But anyway, uh, the art is the best in the book so far. Capullo has, has, I I felt like everything was rushed that he's been doing lately. This book, he hits his stride. And if I could say one thing, all you have to do is go to the Swamp Thing page. Yep, Swamp Thing makes an appearance because Batman's that good the Justice League, and the Swamp Thing gets involved, and his Swamp Thing is awesome. Very, very cool shit. Uh, again, the negatives, I think, this book maybe is a little bit more of a Justice League book than a Batman book, but time will tell on there. Uh, the reveal of the Dark Knights was just a little anticlimactic. I thought it would have been more, but I give this book a solid uh, 8.5. Give it a solid 8.5. I think it was a great second effort in this book. It's got me excited for the rest of it, and I've got answers now. So now I can go back and read the casting and uh, Metal 1 and kind of understand it a little better. So great, great outing on the second book. All right. Again, came out today, Captain America Omega. Now, basically, this is an epilogue of... Secret Empire. Okay? Secret Empire was a fucking steaming pile of shit. And I'll tell anybody that. The last two issues were the best of the series. Some people think the series started strong. I totally fucking disagree. Thought the last two were the best. Still underwhelming. And it still ended like I've been telling you guys it would end since this shit started over a year ago. The Cube was going to get involved. When the shit, when Steve Rogers was at the point of no return, the cube was going to get involved and either reset or intervene. And it kind of did both. So, I mean, Nick Spencer, the writer on this, when he does something well, he's fantastic. If you, case in point is a book that he calls, uh, that he does called the fix. It's about two detectives. It's. It's funny as shit. It's probably one of the funniest things I read month to month besides uh, Fuck Fairyland. Uh, but it is so good. Nick Spencer's a great writer. He got it in over his head here. I don't know what the studio was telling him to do and what he wanted to do. Could have been two totally different things. Bottom line is, it's a piece of shit. This book, you've got good cap, bad cap. They finally have a conversation. Good Cap sneaks into the, the vault, talks to Bad Cap, and the conversation is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Nick Spencer does that really well. When two people have something to say to each other, he's really good at tethering emotion and um, not really so much humor, but like kind of like shit talk. So, I really enjoyed that. Uh, let me see here. Uh, it's awful. Good Roger. Bad Cap. Oh. And to let you know how underwhelming all this was as far as the end goes, Goodcap says to Hydra Cap, he says, like, Hydrocap's sitting there going, we're the same person, we're the same thing. You know, you're me and I'm you and blah, blah, blah. And Cap looks at him and goes, man, I look at you and I see nothing other than a scroll or an LMD. And that's basically how the fucking series wound up. So, if that does I don't know if Nick Spencer's kind of, like, poking fun at himself because he was made to do certain things. I don't know. But I thought that was a real interesting choice of words. But the highlight is just when the two caps uh, are talk. the good, bad cap tells him. He goes, you know what? You know, we're, we're the same. He's like, no. He said, but you did, you did do something to me. He said, Everything that I've done all my life, fighting for the right thing. Cap saves a, a little boy from, from the wreckage of everything, from, from the last issue. The boy goes to take his hand because he's thinking Captain America, right? And then he pulls it away. And then a firefighter takes him away. And Cap's kind of sitting there like, fuck, the damage has been done. And it has. Cap, this is fallout. Cap is never going to get over. Even though he says Tony Stark is spending millions of dollars to get the word out on what happened. It's not going to make a difference. Cap has been tarnished for good. But, good Cap says, but this is a good thing. Because I've always said, you never should put your faith and trust in one person. Not even me. So even in defeat, Cap sees the the good in it. Like I've been telling people, we can't blindly follow one person. It's not right. It's, it's eventually going, that person's going to have an agenda and it's going to be co- contradictive to what we want as, as a society. So it, it's, it's kind of neat. And I'll tell you what else is neat. And I don't know if anybody else gets this out of the book, but I felt like the whole time this was a mirror of our own our own reality. Let's be honest. Where do you, Whatever side you sit on, the right or the left, there are people that are unhappy and there are people that are fucking happy. And Hydra Cap says that. Like, you can think that I did the wrong thing, but there was a lot of people that wanted to stand up and say, Hail Hydra. What does that say about our society? It's kind of the same way in, in real life, right? So, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Sorrento's art, or Sorrentino's art, Sorrento, I believe is how it's pronounced. I, I fuck his name up all the time. He is one of the best artists in comic books today. His use of black and contrast, heavy black, heavy shadow. You got two caps that look identical. Bad caps kind of grizzled up a little bit because he's been in jail, but... He uses red and blue highlights in the lighting. So you always know which Cap's talking. It's just, it's, his art is just beautiful. Why he couldn't have been on this, on this book, uh, all pages the entire time. Even this book, there are certain pages that he didn't do. I don't understand. I mean, I get it. Like it's showing a different timeline and I guess it's so Sorrentino could have more time doing his pages but it's so good, man. His man, his artwork is—I fucking love it, dude. It's so dope. Um, let's see. I've got some other shit. Uh, the bottom line is the, this issue is as good as I liked it, or as much as I enjoyed it. Still can't salvage the turd that was Secret Empire. I did enjoy the conversation between the two caps, but it's a very low bar considering the story. So, um, I tell you what, you don't even really need to read Secret Empire to get something out of this. That's what I kind of liked about it. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I really can't, I just can't give it a higher score. I gave it a 7-2. I might be a little under on that. I'm going to go 7-5 because I did enjoy it. And I did enjoy Caps, him saying, I've always said, no one, not even me. Like, not even if I'm the guy. Because bad kept sitting there going, I didn't do anything wrong. You all gave me all this power. You all did all this, even though he, he killed everybody in Las Vegas. He killed Black Widow. He killed uh, Rick uh, Jones, executed him. Um, he killed all these people, but yet he didn't do anything wrong. All right. Again... I don't give a shit what alternate reality you're in. Captain, the real Captain America, or even a twisted Captain America would not think that way. And that's the whole problem I have with Nick Spencer's writing, uh, this bad cap. He just, it even if the reality was twisted, this Captain America still wouldn't do things the way he did them. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to get into that shit no more. Thank God it's fucking over. But uh, this was a little bit more than an epilogue or epitaph. It was decent. 7.5. Uh, maybe one of the highest things I've ranked in Secret Empire so far. Okay. Um, oh, all right. My pick of the week is coming up, and you're going to shit? You're going to shit, motherfuckers, because I shit. I shit all on myself. It was gross. All right. Who is Oz? Who is Mr. Oz? And can you check that cover out? Does that, does that go over pretty well on the camera? That's cool shit, isn't it? Uh, that's a dope ass cover, dog. Hope, Oz. Hope, Oz. Okay, there's been a character running around the DC universe since 2014, um, and his name's Mister Oz. Who is that? Who the fuck is this guy? He's done some shit. He's actually kidnapped Red Hood, and he's he's done some stuff. And he's been around. He's been in the Justice League books. He's been in the Titans books. He's been everywhere for the last two years. Now, me and Big Sam had a theory. He was o- Os- I'm a Let's see. How you say it? Osmodeus from The Watchmen. No, he's not. Uh, now, why DC kind of went out of their way to make us think that, I'm really not sure. Maybe it was to throw us in another direction. Because I'll tell you, it shocked the shit out of me. I'm not going to tell you who was on the air, but... He's basically Ozzy Mandeus. Ozzy Mandeus. Thank you, Jason. Jason uh, loves correcting my English on the show, which it's a full-time fucking job. He should be paid. Um, Ozzy um, it's who everybody thought it was. We know the Watchmen are coming into the DC Universe, and I just thought that's who it was. It's kind of on the nose, though, right? Uh, Mr. Oz, Ozzy Mandeus, Yeah, well, it wasn't. So, I'm not going to tell you who it was, but basically this guy is saying that humanity is broken. Humanity, when given the opportunity, we're always going to choose the darker side. And what he does is, it's really not fair. He's he's making a sign, we're giving us a choice, but he's pushing us in the dark direction. And he's kind of set these things up with followers and he's kind of have he has a following it's it's really kind of neat and i'll be honest i only bought this action comic because i knew they were going to reveal him in this so as far as like the lot of stuff he's done and how he's put this all together i don't know i'll be honest but the book was pretty good i love superman and um this was a pretty good issue and the reveal is fucking mind-blowing and when I say that this is a huge DC character that everybody thought was dead, man, pretty good. I'm really hoping it pans out that this is who it, who they say it is, and it's not some kind of doppelganger or from a multiverse or some shit like that. I hope it's the real person. It's going to be interesting to hear his story, so... Check that out. Oh, that was, I'm sorry. That was Superman 987. 987. Goddamn. Action Comics. Superman Action Comics 987. Pretty cool. Okay, guys. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the Week. If you haven't listened to the iTunes version and the stinger, the music that goes into the Pick of the Week, it's so cool. Mike, Mike Woodard does a great job on that. All right. Pick of the Week. I'm going through my comic shop today. And I'm looking around, and I'm looking, and I'm trying not to miss anything. All the new comics are on one wall, so I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And I'm like, ooh, what is this? This looks fucking badass. Realm. Check that motherfucker out, dude. Check him out. Dude, look at that. Beard, mohawk, jacked. A fucking gun with like a... Big-ass, I don't know if it's a horn or tusk or what it is, on a shotgun. Come on, man. I said, motherfucker, I'm buying that. I don't give a shit if it sucks or not. By Image Comics. Uh, So, therefore, I thought it's going to be good. It's written by Seth Peck and drawn by Jeremy Hahn. Okay? Thank you for names that I can pronounce. I really appreciate that. This is fantastic, you all. This is a fucking great book. I love it. I love post-apocalyptic shit. And that's what it is, and you can tell it from the beginning. And then boom, you get hit with demons, sorcery. Think if you if you're a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan like I am. If you remember the movie Cyborg, okay? Take that movie, take out the cyborg part, and put in Supernatural, the TV show. Do I have your fucking attention yet? Do I have your attention yet? Okay. Yes. He's like, there's this cat, and he's a bad motherfucker, right? Okay? No, not that guy. That's The dude on the cover, that's not the main guy. I don't know who he is yet. He fucks people up, though. Can't wait to find out who he is. But the main guy of our story, he's getting people across the wasteland. Yeah, not cyborg, right? I know you're like, oh, that's a fucking horrible movie. But the the I always love that idea of the story. Post apocalyptic. You've got some of these maybe ex military guys that are trying to make their way. You've got people that can't get across the wasteland, but they're looking for a better life. So they employ a uh, I forget what they called him in Cyborg. Um, I don't know. They're like an escort or a guide or whatever to get them from point A to point B and keep them safe. That's their whole job, okay? Because you don't get paid until you get to the other side. This, this our main, our, the, the character, our main guy, he's getting this girl across um, to a guy that's probably not a very nice guy, and you find out that he's not, um, but it's so cool. Well, then, that's not even, like, a part of the story it is but now you've got like this element of supernatural like this guy's taking in this this demon and this demon's like take me in. and you're like in supernatural when the demons like the black cloud comes into people's mouths it's like "Ah." it's like that and i'm like holy shit it's like supernatural and it's a demon okay so i don't know who this guy is either um no it's not like road warrior uh one of the guys in the chats saying road warrior it's not really like Road warrior Road warrior you're just trying to survive uh this cat he, it's his job like and he's with some other people that get people across and that like, they kind of vet each other oh and then there's this guy all right there's a new job I, dude I could talk about this book all day it's fucking awesome so there's this guy and he's given this our main our main story guy a, a job. He's like, hey, man, there's two people that want to meet you. It's a job. I think it's going to pay well, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, cool. I'm going to go vet them, and I'm taking this cat with me. And I'm like, what? Who the fuck is he talking about? So he goes and meets with these people. They seem legit. And he's like, they said it's just us two, which are obviously soldiers, but we have two scientists. And he's like, hmm, scientists. They're not outdoorsy types. I'm not, I'm not big on, on taking people that I, I have to uh, carry to where I'm taking them to. I, that ain't how I work. And they're like, no, no, no. These scientists are tough. They're not going to complain. Trust us. They're good. He was like, cool, but I still want to meet them. He tells them where to meet at and everything. And they're like, hey, sounds good to us, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's like, he's still talking to this person. And I'm like, who the fuck is it? The dude drops down from the fucking, from the ceiling And he's like, thanks for the backup. Like, if something went down. This motherfucker was on top, about to jump on him. And he's got, like, this helmet on. Kind of reminds me of, like, Darkhawk from uh, The Guardians. He's kind of got this helmet on. It's kind of a point to it. And I'm like, who is this motherfucker? All right. Now, fast forward to bad motherfucker here with the beard and the mohawk. There are these monsters in this post-apocalyptic landscape. They're not zombies. They look more like trolls. Okay. I don't know. It's kind of the ear that says goblin troll to me. Well, these motherfuckers have been like hunting people down. They're running. And this dude's in this fucking goat helmet with horns. And he's got an axe. And he's got that shotgun. And these dudes are fucking running from him. Well, don't do him no good. He fucks them up pretty good. And then he's basically sitting there... Drinking a beer over their bodies with fucking blood running off his fucking shotgun and stuff. And I'm like, who is this bad motherfucker? I gotta find out who he is. Dude, I'm telling you. This is the fucking pick of the week. 9.2 Realm Image Comics. It was awesome. Cannot wait for another one. I love finding jewels like this. It doesn't happen very often. I don't know who this writer is. I don't know who this artist is. They did a fantastic job. So fucking happy I found it. Uh, I love post-apocalyptic anything. Obviously, I liked Cyborg. Uh, So, that tells you anything. But it was such a good book. Please, please go out and check this out. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. From a collector's standpoint, you never know. And it's the first issue, right? You never know when something's going to be the next Walking Dead Or the next Preacher. Or the next uh, Prince of Thieves. You never know what's going to be that big, big box office hit. And it starts right here, man. It really does. This is a great story. Love to see this as a movie already. Oh, my God. My head's already spinning. But uh, that's it, man. Hey, I didn't do too bad. Nine, five minutes. That's not horrible. Um, Guys, if you've watched it this far, thank you very much. Oh, I'll show you the rest of the books I got, too. Um, these are these will be on review this week. Killer Be Killed, which has been a fantastic book. Old Man Logan, love me some Old Man Logan, and I just look through like looked through the pages. Oh my God, him and Maestro get it on. Peter David created the Maestro, just FYI. Uh, Star Wars, this looks like it's going to be a solo R two D two story. It's going to be pretty cool. Mister Miracle, another Tom King book. Okay, the first issue was really, really cool. I'm, I'm anxious to see what he does. And the uh, Exo Mana War, look at that motherfucker dog Jacked up drinking a beer after slaughtering a bunch of people. Exo Mana War man. It's like one of my favorite titles out right now. Think of Space Thor, like Thor in Space. Uh, Valiant's done a great job on it. Dude, uh, again. These are the comic books. These, oh, you can find all this stuff at your fucking local comic shop, man. I'm telling you. It's just a it's a wonderful world just to dive into and kind of lose yourself. That brings me to my next point. Guys, the world is crazy right now. My heart goes out to everybody in Florida right now. Fucking Irma's a whore-ass cunt. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, I was supposed to be in Disney this week. I meant to start the show like that. I was supposed to be in Disney this week, but Irma made, me, made us cancel our trip. So we're home. We're home this week. Well, I guess we'll reschedule. But uh, so my heart goes out to everybody. Please give if you can. Help people. Help the animals that are coming this way. So the world's crazy place. If you can find a moment to decompress, to lose yourself in a fucking awesome world of sex violence and and, and artwork, (laughs) comic books are your place to do it. But, again, guys, we need to love each other. That's all we got, okay? One race, the human race. All right, guys, with that, Blazing Defenders out.